Today's guest is Thanks to Podmatch, a great site for podcast hosts to make a profile where they can talk about their shows and podcast guests make a profile to talk about how they would serve your audience, sharing their books, stories, service, and services. Podmatch is great for that and more, like getting paid for those interviews through their affiliate program. If you like to contact me or today's guest, you can use my link podmatch.com slash sign up slash life with Francie, which will be in the description of this episode. Hope you enjoyed today's conversation. Hello and welcome to Life with Francie podcast, a place where you will find all kinds of conversations like mental health, self-love, self-care, trauma, hobbies, and more. With this podcast, I want to create a community where we support one another in business and personal life. Hope you enjoy this episode. Now, let's get the show started. On today's episode, I gotta hold off my excitement. So uh, in 2019, I was in all kinds of meetups. Uh, it was amazing. And through there, I met, I met the ah, amazing Jessica Connolly. <laughs> and she's super, super sweet. She's a writer. Uh, uh, she's a coach. I mean, she's amazing. And I can't wait to start this conversation with her. So we have known each other for a long time, but I still was shy because I was like, she don't want to come on my podcast. <laughs> and she did. So now she's here and we're going to learn from her. So hello, Jessica. Welcome to the show. What is Hi, Francie. It's so good to see you. And I was so surprised when you said you were like scared to reach out to me because, and you were like, I don't know if you remember me. And I thought, of course I remember you. Like from the first day I met you, you were unforgettable. Um, You were so excited about journals and like you had all these journals with you, which is totally my jam, but it was more just you were just infectious I'm in a positive way, not like a scary, creepy way. Oh, yeah, no, I know. Um, so when you said you want to be on my show, I was super excited. And um, thank you for having me and thinking of it. Thank you. Your yes meant a world to me. And then you was like, girl, do a discovery call with me. And I was like, heck yeah, I'll take another hour with you. And it was so amazing. I even started writing my story. So I'm excited. But yeah, tell us about you. <laughs> I'm excited too. So uh, like you said, one of the things I do is I became a certified life coach. And I did that because I was already coaching creative people and how to set up businesses. But a lot of them, including myself, like we would hit these big milestones, something magical would happen, but then we would still just be stressed out and like, oh my gosh, now I need to do this. Now I need to do this. Like, what's the big thing? And I thought, well, we're living our dreams. Like this is what people fight their entire lives for is to go out and live their dreams but then we're not happy and like that's ridiculous. And so that's why I added that life coaching component to my skill set um, because I wanted to learn how to be happy while we were living our dreams. And you know how when you need to learn something, the universe offers up opportunities to practice. <laughs> and so I had a really tough couple of years because my mom got diagnosed with cancer and she was dying. And so um, through that time, I was going through this experience with my clients where they weren't happy. And I thought, well, 
if I can figure out how to be happy in the middle of my mom dying, then then there's something there. So I went out and I just started looking for opportunities and looking for places I could learn. That's when I decided to follow life coaching. And then ultimately, I ended up finding a methodology called positive intelligence. And what I found was it was like the best of science and like spirituality kind of mixed together. And so it it was just so easy and bite-sized and tangible that like as I was living a really, really hard year, I could still practice what they were saying and I could find those really beautiful moments amidst something really hard and still find ways to be happy even though my heart was breaking for 16 months straight. So that's why I got into life coaching and I'm so glad you let us do a session before the show because those are really fun for me. So thank you for doing that. You're welcome. And yeah, yeah, let's talk about it because it was amazing. And like you said, it was like simple steps, Mm -hmm. but that are going to help you in the long run, especially for like busy people that are always on the go, 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 just touching your fingers, rubbing your hands. Like it could help a lot. I catch myself now doing it at work. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So basically, what positive intelligence talks about is all of us have negative thought patterns in our head and they're really common, right? So we have these voices in our head. They're judging us saying like, you're not good enough or hyper achievers saying you need to get stuff done or avoiding things that you want to get done. And so there's just some real common thought patterns that are universal. And so what you do through the positive intelligence method is you build up a little muscle in your brain when you notice those voices talking and just keeping you from being in the situation or being the person you want to be, you you interrupt it and you just say, hey, that's not what I want to be doing right now. And the interrupts are really easy. Like you said, it's like rubbing your fingertips together until you can just feel all the ridges on your fingertips um, or wiggling your toes and like finding your toes, but you can do it like in the middle of a fight with somebody, which is really cool. Cause like, that's the time when you're like losing all sense of yourself. Right. And so you can sit there and you can just be like, okay, I'm just going to focus on one visual thing right now and just look really hard and like notice something new about it. And by digging into our senses, it builds up this muscle in our brain where it gets us out of those stress talkers that, you know, judgment and all that kind of stuff. And it says, okay, I'm switching now. Like I'm switching gears. It's like shifting the gear shift in the car. And I want to get into the spot where I'm Jessica at her true self, like in her sage self, where she's just able to communicate authentically and like get out of the middle of the fight or whatever. So I like it because it's like real time applicable versus like meditation teachers are often like, we need to sit down and meditate for 25 minutes. And like, if you're at work, when you're like at your day job, at the male, you know, you can't just be like, I'll see y'all in 25 minutes. I'm going to just have a little meditate break. Like that doesn't work, but you can take a minute, like a literal minute and rub your fingers together or focus on breathing or, um, you know, tense up all your muscles. There's a million different ways you can do it. So I really, I find it super beneficial personally. Yeah, that's awesome. So now uh, with the writing as well, so you have incorporated both now because in your group, which I was so mad I missed it on Wednesday. (laughs) We're there every Wednesday. There will be more, don't worry. (laughs) So yeah, tell us more about your program or what you offer. So I I have a lot of things that I do. One thing I do is I run a company called The Creatives Apprentice and, and 
my, my business, what we do is we simplify business so you can find the brain space to create. Um, the group that you're talking about, Francie, specifically is part of my Patreon. And what I found is that when the pandemic hit, a lot of people weren't used to being at home and they got really stressed out and felt really isolated. And as an introvert who works from home and had been working from home for a number of years, I was like, it's just normal, guys. Like, this is how life is, you know. But uh, everyone around me was like, we need to Zoom. We need to Zoom. And I was like, what if we do work sessions together? Um, because I still had to do my job, but I did want to see people. And so what I did was I set up three times a week where we would do virtual work sessions and it's two hours at a stretch. And what we do is we just chat for 15 minutes at the beginning for 45 minutes. Everybody just works on their own stuff, but we stay on Zoom together for it. Uh, call a break at the hour, another 15 minute chat, and then back to work for 45 minutes. And so a lot of people in the group are writers. Um, we've got fiction writers, we've got nonfiction writers, we've got murder writers, we've got fantasy writers, we've got romance writers, you know, we've got like writers across the board. Um, but not everybody in the group is necessarily a writer. We've got artists, uh, my cousin would come, she's a scientist. Um, you know, you can work on whatever you want to work on. My mom was coming for a little bit and she was tiling the the kitchen backsplash. So like, it's really just about saying, I have two hours, I want to invest in myself or a certain project. And I know I can get some accountability because other people will be there working. But then also I can build some community and get to know cool people who are invested in making their dreams happen as much as I'm invested in making my dreams happen. So I'm really glad you joined Francie and I hope to see you every week. But if you don't, it's fine. Um, and we run those Monday and Friday mornings from 10 to noon central time and Wednesday evenings from 8 to 10 p.m. central time. I know. And it was so cool because I wasn't even expecting it. Uh, when we were doing their coaching, uh, you had me think about my stories in different stages and put it like, because I love a lot of pens, put it in different colors. So all the colors made me happy. So even writing it, it was like not a trigger because because of the colors, I was looking for happy thoughts yeah. to want to share and I got to teenager, I still got to work. And now my mentor, uh, I'm going on a retreat and she wants me. So you, you, I told you, you know, I wanted to write my story like more in a professional way and everything. Well, now she wants me to get the trauma out and oh. in words and for her retreat and stay in, in front of like 10 to 15 people. And it's the first time that I will actually say my story. Like when I, I told you about it just like a week ago, Yeah, I was not expecting to have to put it in practice so fast. Yeah. How does that make <laughs> you how, feel? That's how fast the universe was like, oh, you want to tell your story? I got the perfect event for you. Wow. <laughs> Are you, tell me about how you feel about that. Cause that is a big step. Uh, because of her presence, mm -hmm. grace and understanding, I know she will take care of me because she's been taking care of me for two years Good. and, um, the girls, some of the girls, I already like been through a lot with them in the past year. So some of the girls going to be fine, but I do have some anxiety over saying words that I don't say out loud because I talk about my life in codes 
Yeah. And then there won't be any codes. So it will be like literally I am naked in front of everybody, super vulnerable. I mean, I'm not gonna be naked, but I'm just <laughs> <laughs> emotionally you will be. I understand. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, it's like, oh, it gives me anxiety and I'm excited because I know that it's going to open doors because I don't want to feel like I'm being fake or anything outside. It's just that I'm doing some work before I can get there to help others with the same situation that could relate. So I'm excited. I'm excited because now I have a spot that if I want to write and focus on writing, I have Mm -hmm. some people to understand me again. It's been two years. It's been too long. (laughs) Well, I'm excited for you. I'm also proud of you because that's like a really big step. And I know for me personally, when I'm working through something, writing is one of the ways I process it. And when I do first share those like early versions, which is essentially what you're doing at this retreat, right? You're sharing like the super early version. I know how important it is to share it with people who you do trust. And if you don't mind a little feedback about just sharing your work when you're first time, you can tell them what you're capable of accepting as feedback at that point in time so like a lot of times with writers uh people especially if you have writer friends like they'll start telling you edits right away like oh well you can move the beginning here or you could do this and you could do that but when you're especially when you're writing your personal life story and it's something emotional like that um I would disclaimer it by saying I would like a positivity pass. And what that means is you are asking for them to tell you the parts that resonated with them and what you did well. And there's no need for any sort of constructive criticism or negative input at this point, because the fact that you're sharing something so vulnerable is a gigantic 1 billion percent stretch. And so asking for the type of support you need is so important when you're like in an editorial partnership. And so at this group, I would just, before you start, just say, hey, I'm I'm figuring out the best way to tell my story. But since this is the first time I did it, this is what type of feedback I'm capable of taking on right now. And what personally, what I would ask for is things that, that resonated with them that they really remember. Um, and then also what you did well, because those two things you're going to, benefit from hearing them and everything else you will refine and craft and get better with time. But that first share is just like, so emotionally, you can do it. I believe you girl, but man, this is like, that's a big, like, that's a super big. So I'm proud of you. It's huge. Cause last year I went to the same retreat and I worked on uh, my wedding with my mom. Uh-huh. And like that was hard enough, you know, yeah. but it was a group of like three girls, you know, cause the pandemic was happening and life happens or whatever, but this group is like bigger. And I, I love that. I love that the reminder of setting boundaries before, uh, I just, once again, like it's a safe place. So I'm glad that I have a safe place to share my story, get some empowerment. So I can say it because like, I don't want to be known for it, Yeah. but if somebody can relate through it, yeah, I'm here for them. Yeah. I think it's awesome. (laughs) And I'm so glad that you found that, that right group, because one of the things, um, 
I teach in a, my mindset classes, I say, beware of dream assassins, right? And so dream assassins are people who may have good intentions for you, but they have all these fears that they place onto you. And so if somebody's like, don't share your story, it's going to, you know, limit you or it's going to drop your trauma or whatever. Well, that's your decision to make. That's not their decision to make for you. And so even though they have good intentions, knowing which people are going to support you on what you know is best for you and really trusting yourself is so important. And it sounds like you found that group, which is fantastic. And so like there's those external dream assassins who are people who put all their worries and fears on you. Like when I first got into writing, my family did that a lot where it's like, you'll never make money. Oh my gosh, you're starting a business and we're going to be in a recession and like, blah, blah. And I was like, I have my own worries and fears. And I have thought uh, like, I have so many, I do not need to carry yours around with me. I've got my own. They're heavy. I don't have room for yours. And so learning like, oh, those are people who I share with after I've done the thing, not before I've done the thing. And so it sounds like this is a before you've done the thing group of people who are going to encourage you and support you and like help carry you through the hard parts. And then so those are like external dream assassins. And then those voices that I was talking about earlier with like all the negative thoughts and everything, those are internal dream assassins. And so like as a coach, those are the things that I work on helping people navigate. I love that. I love that. <laughs> and you have helped me so much already. And I just can't wait to be. So you uh, you guys got it. I will have the link for her Patreon and her website and all that stuff in the uh, description of the episode. Because that is amazing. <laughs> and you don't have to be in Kansas for people that know that I'm in Kansas. You know, she had a girl from New York and uh, it's just amazing. I love it. Yeah. Emma used to come from England uh, to the morning ones because it would be night there. So people from all over the world can come. And uh, it is it is cool, though, to just, like, get to meet people. And some people I didn't know at all before I started that. And, like, they read an article of mine on Jane Friedman, and they're like, oh, I'm going to go check her out. And then they would jump on. And so, like, I've met people through my writing, like my writing went out and introduced me first. And then they came on to Patreon. And now like, they're real friends. And I'm like, Oh, you know, how's your daughter doing? <laughs> you know, I'm like, they know my real life and our my cats names. And you know, it's, it's so cool how our story when we write it down, or when we tell it through a podcast, or we share it through visual art or music can be our ambassador for us. And our story can go places we will never go. And it can impact people we may never meet. And I think that's one of the coolest things about being a creative and, and being a writer. And I think that's one of the great things about you sharing your story in so many different ways, Francie. Like you're, you're getting ready to share it through the written word, but you're already sharing it on podcasts and everything. So you can be impacting people who you never even know, but your story is still doing work for people and lifting them up and helping them get courage to make changes that they need to make. So I think sharing your story is one of the bravest things you can do. And I really applaud you for it. <laughs> Thank you. It means the world to me because yeah, uh, I want to help out others that feel like they're alone because I struggle with it for so long. And I just want the pain, you know, to be worth something that is not in vain that I just didn't go through the shit that I went through. Sorry, but oh, no. you know, I talk no like reason. a sailor. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I want to help out out there. And I love the motivation that you give me with the writing because I feel like I'm taking it serious again. 
and like even the prompts from the other group that I'm in, you know, I was doing it here and there, but now I'm getting more uh, self-aware mm-hmm. of the different type of journaling. Cause yes. some of my journaling last year, I went into a bad one because journaling can be bad too. <laughs> I was tracking the wrong things. Mm-hmm. Um, I was writing about the wrong things because I kept stuck in the feeling, but not to try to change the feeling, but just to feed the feeling. Yeah. So if I was angry or I was going to write to get that anger going, (laughs) if I was sad, I was ready to write the most saddest story that I could ever find about whatever was happening at the moment. So this year I'm back to like, okay, hold up. This is not why I'm using journaling for. And I should not have like the calendar that I use now, the big calendar Mm -hmm. and any of my planners giving me bad energy. So I'm more like, okay, it's not all about happy thoughts, Mm -hmm. but it's about changing the perspective and not making sure that if I'm angry, okay, what can I do to feel neutral? Because sometimes I can't get happy, but just neutral. So it's just, thank you, you know, (laughs) because I'm back um, taking journaling to the next level. (laughs) I love that. And I do want to say, I I understand what you mean about journaling and just like wallowing in that emotion and it not being like an emotionally healthy place for you. And I'm glad that you realized that you can transform that into something else now. But I don't want you to think that that was wasted writing because it was not wasted writing. You were learning how to write those emotions like so in depth and so clearly And as you write your story this time, you're going to be able to pull out like the strongest parts of that and really connect that emotion to the reader. And that emotional connection is what's going to keep people like turning the page and crying and laughing and like going along with you and having a visceral reaction to the book. So I'm glad that you've seen that it wasn't like a, a great space for your head to stay in but it wasn't wasted. Like you have not wasted anything. It was something that you needed to do and you've done it. And now it's time to, to level up and you're, you're leveling up. So that's fantastic. Oh my gosh. I love that. I can't wait to like, listen, re-listen to the <laughs> interview until I get the message in my head because I'm very uh, critical of myself. So like, even then, boom, that was a judgment. And you're like, oh, hold up now, slow it down. (laughs) So thank you. (laughs) I think self-criticism is something that is natural to everyone. But I think when it comes to creators and writers, we have an opportunity to really refine our self-criticism. You know, like we can really get in there because we can like we have a tangible thing that we can overanalyze and like work on whatever and whatever. And it it gets paralyzing, you know? And so realizing like the judgment can only get me so far. And that's why I think the practice of building up that muscle of getting out of the judgment talking and just um, tuning into yourself and, and asking, is this the best I can do right now? with the skills that I have, with the ability, with the story, with where I'm at in my timeline of humanity, is this the best I can do right now? And if it is, 
great. Go ahead and send it because it doesn't have to be perfect and it'll still impact somebody. And the creator's curses that every time we finish a project, we're better at doing that act than we were before. So every time you finish a podcast, you're a better host than you were the last time. So you always want to go back and redo the last episode because you just got better. And like, it's cyclical, right? Every time I write a book, I want to go back and rewrite the whole book because I got better as I wrote the entire book. And that's the creator's curse. But every project teaches us something and it's perfectly fine to just say, I did as good as I could with what I knew and the skills I had, and it's still going to go out and it's still going to impact people and change lives. So you're, you're in the right spot. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I'm taking it all in. (laughs) Is there anything else that you would like to share with the listeners? I have a question for you. Oh, yes. Um, On your Instagram, you posted a picture and it was all these envelopes you had drawn with numbers on them. Uh, What are these envelopes? Like, tell me more. I was so so curious. I think it was like a couple of years ago that I was into financial stuff and take the day Ramsey system and blah, 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 blah. And one of the things I am so mad, I cannot give credit to whoever I saw it on the internet because I was just looking for anything and everything. Mm -hmm. And one of the big things that year was the $5 challenge and the 100 envelope challenge. $5 challenge, you just put $5 in a jar. At the end of the year, you count all your $5. A hundred envelope challenge. Oh, I wish I had it closed because <laughs> most people don't get the system till they uh-huh. see it. <laughs> so you're going to put a hundred envelopes, one to a hundred. Okay. You can go in order or you can go wherever money you have at the moment. And that envelope with that number, the same amount of money is going to go in that envelope. Okay. So one is going to have one, 20 is going to have 20, mm-hmm. 50 is going to have 50. And when you get to a hundred, you're supposed to have $5,050. So I'm starting it again, <laughs> but That's I started fun. like two, three times a year. The most I have gotten is to $737. And I think I saved that in like three months. So, so do you just like wait until you're like oh I got some cash today so I'm gonna fill up an envelope or like how do you personally how do you attack this I have a system for everything and tell me more I start <laughs> uh with my change okay I, I save my change so because I have a laundry machine I have to have the quarters separate right. but then I save my ones my five or whatever I'll put it in a different envelope uh it was supposed to be the binder where you have groceries, hobbies, and mm-hmm. put money. I can't do that because I was like, hobbies and I, we're going to go to Target today, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or groceries and I on vacation. So it wasn't working for me. So now I just put the dollar bills, like when I have ones or whatever, then my uh, friend gave me a piggy bank a sloth piggy bank yeah it's so cute so I was putting cash there so now it's like when I know that I have enough cash on those because the piggy bank is for the big dollars the binder is for the small dollars and then when I accumulate a lot because then I'm using it and I'm not with the pressure of like oh my gosh there I go again I open an envelope 
Mm-hmm. You know, so I got system before the envelope to try to leave the envelopes alone. Right now I have, I think like 17 of them full. So it's like, do not touch them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so then when I accumulate, I use cash still mm-hmm. for a lot of the things for work or whatever. And because I use the quarters. So I, I either do it at the end of each payday or, you know, getting ready for the next payday. Or at the end of the month when I have accumulated a lot of um, cash and just put it in the envelope because you're going to need every single bill, uh, especially fives and ones. You're going to yeah. need them a lot. And then once you get to the bigger numbers, it's the 20s and uh, 10s. So what I, I love so many things about that. But one thing that I really love about that is you were talking and you were like, And then you're supposed to use it for groceries or hobbies. And that wasn't working for me. And I love that you knew that wasn't working for you because I feel like so many people in, in creative stuff too, like I hear this a lot with writers, like you have to be a real writer by writing every day, but that doesn't work for everybody. And when we tell ourselves the only way I'm a real writer is if I write every day, then we make ourselves feel like a garbage human if we don't write every day. And maybe that's just not your way. And so the fact that you were like self-aware enough to be like, nope, this is not the way that my brain works and it's not going to be the right system for me, but you tried it and then you let it go. I think that's a great example for all creatives across creative like methodology Mm -hmm. of you see somebody else and they write, you know, and felt tip pen under the full moon and it works for them. Okay, great. Try it. And if that works for you, wonderful, stick with it. But if it doesn't work for you be like try to not for me move on it's kind of like dating but with like habits <laughs> you know yeah. no yeah. definitely because yeah. i've been on a roller coaster uh first it's a decade of with depression mm-hmm. and then six to seven years ago um yeah i think facebook reminded me it was six years ago i had my first panic attack so then i had to learn everything and anything about anxiety yeah. So then when I go get those emotions uh, stable or, or a, li- a little bit better, I was able to learn more. And for me, finances, uh, so that was, yeah, 2019. So like three years ago, like starting my 30s, right, right now I'm mid 30s, 35. And, you know, becoming 30 and I was like, oh, I cannot play like I'm a child anymore. I haven't been a child for a long time now. <laughs> Now I really have to act like a grown up. So I was like just looking for survival things that will help me. And uh, finances, I'm still struggling with it. But it's because um, emotionally, mm-hmm. I haven't been okay. And I'm an emotional spender. If I'm angry, I shop. If I'm sad, I shop. If I'm happy, I shop. So I just, <laughs> so now I'm just trying to hold myself accountable of I don't have to spend every penny that I have. So I do look for a lot. And now that I got you reminding me about the writing again, I love it because that's one of the things that stops me. Even though I know many, many, many people that have written books and said that the average takes two years, I'm like, oh yeah, I still, I can't. And then there's others that they waited for so long that they will have five books Mm -hmm. at the same time. But it's because of that. 
of all the years that they journal that I have different ideas. So I'm starting with journals first. Hopefully my VA will have it soon designed because I'm horrible at Canva. <laughs> But later on working in now that I'm writing my story, I can mm -hmm. easily be like, oh yeah, there's a book there. Yeah. And, and it's I one of those things where it's hard to see the progress because you're just doing it little by little. I just released a blog post yesterday um, over at the Creatives Apprentice blog. And it's about giving yourself credit when you're working on a big, complex, long project. And so a few of the things I talked about was one, just making yourself a sticker chart. So you kind of did that with your envelope system where you had the big, but I said, you need to make a scream in your face, big, look at what I've done, give yourself credit chart. And so like, I do mine with stickers because I super love stickers. And I've always loved stickers and like, I'm really into stickers and it's fine. And I own it and it's great. And it's amazing, Girl. but <laughs> not everybody's into stickers. And I know that. So, um, one of my friends, Dawn Downey, she has, uh, books, right. And so she had did a limited run edition of 100 books. That was all she was going to print. And then she was going to delete the manuscript when she sold all hundred books. And so she sold, I don't know, she's like over halfway done, but she's like, I just feel like it's so far away. And I'm like, well, you have, you aren't giving yourself credit for all that you've already sold. And she's like, yeah, it's hard to see the opposite of something. I was like, you need a reverse growth chart. And so what we talked about was like, you know, when you're a kid and you have that, like measure how tall you are chart and like your mom, like marks off the things is like, oh, you're four inches taller today or whatever. So what you do is when you have something you're trying to get rid of is you think if you stacked all those hundred books up together, get a piece of paper, butcher block, paper, butcher wool, roll it out for however long that is, and then color in from the top down and you see how far you've come, like how that stack is getting smaller and smaller. So um, it, in writing a book, it's the same way, like you're, you're spending time every day, but when you just hit save on your Word document, like that is so anticlimactic. It is like you've done nothing, um, but putting your sticker up or giving yourself something really visible where you give yourself credit and you can celebrate. That's a great way to um, get in a good habit. I love it. And I was following your stickers. I was like, that was so <laughs> cute when you was doing that and sharing it on social media. <laughs> One time it was like a unicorn and I love it. Oh uh, yeah. I did a unicorn this week too. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. I never thought about it that way. And I am uh, the queen of gold stars. My uh, partner makes fun of me because uh he Make says fun of them back if they don't like gold oh, no, stars yeah. like it's you don't get a gold star partner like oh, no, no. It's a, it's yeah because his gold star are different so i'm like you want your gold stars too so right you leave me alone with my stickers because when i go to my planner meetup uh we we started back and we do it uh whatever sun and uh, for Sunday of the month or whatever. Mm -hmm. And the library, no, no matter what library it is, they're like, ah, oh, yeah, you're going this way. <laughs> because <laughs> I have a huge plastic container with 30 books of happy planner stickers, at least. Oh and, man. Uh little container with three drawers that is supposed to be for like you know, necklaces and stuff like that. But I have it off washi tape. <laughs> and I have two of them. So six stores 
full of washi tape, all kinds of size. So I go to the library and the library is like, yep, this way, please. (laughs) See you later. Go in there with your washi tape. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. I love stickers and stuff. I have to bring, I have to bring it back. It's just, I'm between my room and right now I'm in the living room. I got some pillows behind. Nice. I'm, I'm in my living room too. Lovely. Yeah. <laughs> so I love this podcast thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other thing you said in there, Francie, is you were like, oh, I love it when when I put my calendar stuff or when I put my stickers on Instagram. So what, what Francie's talking about is after my mom died, I had a really hard time getting back into writing. And so I told social media. I was like, I'm going to write every single day and give myself a sticker and I'm going to post a picture because I knew there would be people holding me accountable. Right. And so I started with just writing five minutes a day. And then every day I would add a minute. So I'd write five minutes on Monday, six minutes on Tuesday, seven, eight, nine, 10. And I only wrote Monday through Friday. Well, what I did not expect from that, like I was just doing that because I needed basically to like publicly shame myself into not giving up because I was just so you know, emotionally just like train wrecked at that point. But what I didn't realize and what so many people have told me is I love seeing your stickers every day. And what I understand now is that when we show people our daily progress, like how that sticker chart is, when I posted that on social media, it was giving other people permission to go out and achieve their dreams. And it was showing that my success is not an overnight success. It's a day by day by day thing. So if it takes them day by day by day too, it normalizes it. And it takes this like idea of being like a overnight success or just like being found on America, you know, like just this like dream story. It says, no, it's made up of a thousand little days strung together until you get to where you are. And so I think it would be super cool if everybody showed their like scream in the face accomplishment thing. And I was on another coaching call and last, last Friday, and she said the same thing. I loved seeing your stickers. And I was like, I guess I could start posting it again. But I, I thought like, for me, I was like, man, people are gonna be so sick. Like I'm just putting stickers, like the same calendar shot every day. How boring is that? It wasn't for us. Like I'm telling you from my side, it was like, oh, that's cool. You get a sticker if you write. Oh my God, that's genius. <laughs> well, when this podcast goes live, I will start at least a month of showing my stickers every day when this podcast goes live. So I will, I will commit to that. Yeah. Because it's like that you're giving others permission. You're just doing it. You think it's silly, but it's actually motivating Mm -hmm. because then it gives you permission of like, Oh, even if I didn't give myself a sticker today, I still have tomorrow, which is stuff that we already know. But to see somebody else struggling with it or somebody else doing it, it's like, oh, now it's possible for me as well. Because then I'm like, it might not be writing. It might be a podcast episode. Give you a Mm -hmm. sticker for a podcast episode, you know? (laughs) Especially if you bash record, I think I give myself three uh, uh, stickers today because I have three events today. (laughs) So it's just awesome. So thank you for sharing with us and telling my story because I didn't know what was happening behind the scenes. I just thought, oh, that's a good idea to give you, you know, motivation to keep going. Well, the other thing that it does, which I didn't realize when I started doing that is, so I think I posted and I did like really good for, 
for two or three weeks. And then I just had a day where I think grief just hit me so hard. And it was one of those days where I was just like, couldn't get out of bed and like, you know, just, just mental health struggle just to the max. And I didn't get my sticker that day. But then the next day when I posted and there was the gap on the calendar, I said, you know, the reason I didn't write yesterday is emotionally, you know, I was crying over my mom who just died. But what that did also was it gave permission to people to be human and to take a day off and to take care of themselves emotionally and to say, you know what, you don't have to do it every single day. Like there are things that are more important, like your health or and your mental health is included in that. And so even when we feel like we're failing sometimes, we're still teaching other people that it's okay to be compassionate to ourselves and that that you're human and that the other thing is, is I learned how many people were supporting me, you know, it feel felt isolating writing every day in my house alone, you know, but then when I posted on there, so many people were like, oh, actually, this is funny. So two days a week, um, I go, my friends own a brewery and I don't drink beer, but I pour beer twice a week because I would never leave my house and talk to people otherwise. And so there's this regular who comes in and he follows me on somewhere. I don't know, Instagram or Facebook. I don't know where he is. And he comes up, he's like, I'm watching you, Jess. And I was like, well, that's creepy. What are you talking about? And he's like, your stickers, I'm watching you. And I was like, oh, okay. And he's like, and I told my class about you. And he's an English teacher for, for kids, like in high school. And he was like, and I told him about you and how you started with just five minutes. And so my class, we sat down and we wrote for just five minutes. And I'm, I'm telling him every day if you get your sticker or not. And I was like, whoa, like I thought this was just about me getting back on, but it's not. Like it ended up at like a high school room full of kids. And, and this guy who I pour beer for once a week is like, good job, keep it up. And I was just like, I didn't know so many people were rooting for me. And when you do it publicly like that, you build your accountability system and you build your support system. And that's what keeps us moving in the days that we want to give up. Wow. Yeah. And I'm glad that you touched on that because I was so excited about the writing and everything that I forgot to mention the grieving part, you know, and mental health and that sometimes we do need a day for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's not like one thing that it can be gone, yeah. you know? So it's a journey. And to have that, to feel the support around you in that tough uh, season and, you know, having others that could relate so you don't feel alone going through it and everything. So thank you so much for sharing. You're welcome. And yeah. I want to see your sticker thing immediately. So as soon as you start sharing that, message me so I can see it, please. I got to find a space because uh, the new planner has plenty of space. I <laughs> bought a wall planner before. I don't know why. A calendar, a, a wall calendar. Yeah. That it was like uh, exa exaggerating and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is genius. <laughs> I was brainstorming with one customer with one uh, coaching client and she, I was trying to get her to think outside the box. And so she had a wall behind her. I was like, what if you just 
gridded out your entire wall with paint. And then every day that you did something, you like dipped your hand in paint and shoved a handprint on the wall. And like her eyes got like this big. <laughs> but I mean, make it that big. Like make your whole house scream. Look at what I'm doing. I think it's fantastic. Oh, I need you in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love the conversation and I can talk to you forever and a day. Me too. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on my show. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. And if anybody else wants a free coaching session, if they just go to jessicaconnolly.com to my coaching page, um, it's J-E-S-S-I-C-A-C-O-N-O-L-E-Y.com. Go over to the coaching page and you can have a session like Francie did before we... um did our podcast and I love getting to know people. So please come do that. And check your Patreon too, because it starts at $5. So oh. you got it. <laughs> so <laughs> check it out too, because it's an amazing community that she's creating there and she shares so much value. So thank you so much for what you're doing too. Thank you, Francie. <laughs> Uh, alrighty for those on YouTube I have forgot to give shout out uh, remember to like and subscribe please help my channel out there <laughs> and the podcast just thank you so much for listening to another episode I hope that you enjoyed this interview as much as I did and if anybody else in Kansas want to come on my podcast hey let's talk about it <laughs> and check out Jessica's stuff because she's amazing uh, I will have all her links in the description of the episode. Hope you have a blessed day.